Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Young Minds Podcast. Yeah. Hey, Frank. I, I'm back in this weird place. You're looking great over there. Uh, dude, you're looking fucking dapper. Dude's got this tie that's not really tied too tight. It's kind of like, I just got off of work. Uh, no, but he was bro. about to go to work and then got a text saying, fuck it, dude. You're not coming in anymore. Not going to work today. I don't need you here, So, boy. if you guys are ready to get emotional... You will fucking get emotional in this. In Which this emotion, Justin? Which one? Is it all of them? Guess what? You're going to be up, and then you're going to be rock bottom yeah. while listening to this podcast. If you truly listen and then tune in hard, we bring you from the top all the way to the bottom. We talk about our hike that we took uh, Wednesday on little, Halloween, right? little decompression Halloween yeah, how hike. how important it is to just get away from everything and not just get away and like sit and watch a movie or get away and just like relax on your phone. Like get away from everything be in the middle of nature where humans come from yeah, for and real. just walk, Get- explore, love, and like, and uh, maybe take some kind of substances. Yeah, like back? a stamp, like a, a really small stamp. What? No, we'll talk about that later. You guys are going to have to listen. Yeah. We're going to stop that right there. But yeah, some of that, <laughs> anything that's going to get you in tune with yourself, we go into detail about it. We go into heavy detail about it. And uh, we really, the big takeaway here is unplug from the shit you're doing day to day. Um, get yourself into a new perspective, allow that new perspective to shape your day-to-day perspective, and then continue that cycle over big macro chunks of time, like once a month, once every two months. Try to just unplug, disconnect, and tell everybody to go fuck themselves for one day. You got to do you. And, you know, this is what we did, and I feel like it's been one of the most important important So valuable, and we're going to do it, like we said, every two months. Schedule that shit, put it down nothing's messing it up hell yeah and then, then we go the, into uh yeah we go the into conversation death. turned it completely 180 degrees and yeah. we talked about uh death and some stuff that i'm going through right now and mm-hmm. the people around me uh the reason i'm dressed up so nicely is because i came yeah. from a funeral and uh we we talk about that because that is a part of life it is a part of everybody's life and everything's life death it's yeah. there and we uh, marry the two concepts together so the ultra highs the ultra lows and how we could go about those and try to merge the two and just understand that this is the human experience and there's not much you could do about it feelings of guilt are very natural and that's going to happen and feelings of sadness are almost unavoidable and i think we we should try to shift our perspectives from a super negative outlook and try to extract as much of the positive that we can through the negative obviously we're going to feel things but you know, we tried our best to try to go into detail on these. Yeah, I think I think this podcast will touch everyone because it's, it definitely it's will, a part of life without a doubt. for everyone. Yeah, for everyone. I mean, and we even connected spoiler it to Spoiler alert. What? We both cried. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. A little bit. I got a little, I got wet. Yeah, my voice changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, but uh, yeah, that's that. No, it's emotional. And, and then, you know, we, we point out the fact that you can always, always squeeze out a fucking drop of positivity through everything always yeah. there's always room for it so and we unfold that yeah more in the in the podcast so it well okay i'm gonna stop talking Without i'm still emotional if yeah no nah, it's cool like, all right guys stop listening to this <laughs> bitch ass all right we're gonna we're gonna let you listen love you guys bye wait what is this feeling in my brain it feels it feels like it's growing that my friend is knowledge because you're listening to young minds podcast All right, we're live. All right, cool, dude. Cool. Nice ice pack That's you got there. Like yeah, man. Sprained my thumb yesterday doing clap push-ups. Learned them for the first time because I usually don't do them. 
I look at people online who do them. I'm like, mm, why are you doing that? Oh, what are you? You're saying you've never done a clap push up? I've done them before, but like just to see what it was like to do a clap push up. Oh, okay. Um, but then behind the cl- behind the back, clap yeah. was yeah. another one, and I was I've like, I've those. never done that before. Actually. Oh, really? I've yeah. done those. So like, I've done clap push ups. Like, clap two times before and you, you land. Just pop spray in the thumb. Yeah, but dude, it's so easy. Like after my first couple of fuck ups, like where I. I went really fast. So I pushed purple. with my chin. Your thumb is purple. I have like a pigs in a blanket as a finger. Dude, <laughs> shit is fat and just like the same color as a hot dog. But the, uh, so like originally as I went to go do a clap push up, like my first time, it was like to go behind my back. I mean, pushed up all chest, like kept my body plank flat to go do it. And like, you don't get that much because you're, no. ex- you're extending your body so far that like, to you know push yourself up is ridiculous so you have to actually push your ass back mm-hmm. do a little sit this back. is not a fucking push-up it's just you're standing it's stupid like oh. as i was doing it i was like this is stupid like it's not yeah, cool. i mean it works it works anyone like, could little, do that it's a little workout it's it, i know but whatever as as always anyway myself what doing i want shit. to get to <clears throat> is our fucking hike oh yeah i mean it's been dude overdue this podcast has been overdue a couple hours I was like, I want to talk about it. I know. So, I wish you could have done it. Nah, it's fine. I don't want to sit here and talk about that. Yeah, yesterday, just the day we came back. Yeah. I actually know I was shot. So, yeah. So, let's give a little premise as to what happened. Well, yeah. We, we talked about it on the podcast before. Our last mm-hmm. podcast, we mentioned what we were going to do. Go hiking. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. So, I get here at 7 a.m.? 7.30 Oh, yeah. The next day. Yeah. So, right after we podcast, we were like, fuck yeah. it. Go, go home. Go to bed. Get yourself refreshed. And we're getting out of here. So... Uh, you come over to my house by what, 7 a.m.? Yeah, I think so. And I was like, okay, we're really doing this. Okay. So I called out of work. You called out of work. I was like, all right, let's make the drive up there. Got our snacks ready. Had all the healthy nutrition that we always talk about. Yeah, I, I like meal prep too. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm going to eat this meal when we get there. You know, like when we park so I don't got to yeah. lug around like this Tupperware, yeah. last Tupperware. And then we also brought like really, really good bars that will help. Because really, the the goal was mental clarity, right? And like we talk this, we talk this uh, big game about nutrition and how it makes us feel, and like we're just we choose to do it because it'll optimize us. So to go on one of these little mini trips to try to get our heads out of the day to day stress and bombardment of like notifications on our phones and whether even if, important even if it's or not, not stressful, just yeah. like just to get just to put the phone away, put the computer away. Yeah. Just the physical mechanics of grabbing a phone out of your pocket, doing that twist. Everyone has their their, that muscle memory of taking a phone out of their pocket and like that pinky, routine the pinky goes under yeah the Boop, pinky under <laughs> exactly <laughs> so everything from that to like the eye turn staring into the phone walking with it whatever the hell you do that just getting out of that muscle mechanic for a little while was just awesome but we talk about like our health and we talk about fitness and how our nutrition has a lot to do with that and uh so yes so for that day that we went to go hiking we were like instead of just you know, buying food on the way there, some shitty food, and then just having, like, generic protein bars or whatever. We were like, let's actually take care of our health so that we have a clear head yeah, while we're so out we there. Yeah, feel we better energy. while we're hiking. Yeah, so that we could actually accomplish the task, right? So, like, we're not bombarded with inflammation and just, like, shitty food. And um, So, you had your salmon omega-3s coming in hot. Salmon, rice, what was it, sautéed spinach, carrots, tomatoes, sautéed in extra virgin olive oil, yeah. with avocado mayo, goat cheese, and I did mix in pesto, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, it was jasmine rice. I don't know jasmine rice, yeah. Which Organic was like rice. perfect, perfect hiking food, right? Yeah. And then I had my salad, and then actually the greens. before I left my house, I had the oatmeal. 
I made myself oh, cacao yeah. oatmeal with blueberries yes. and hemp seeds. I had that after, so I had a reverse. So, like, my fish and veggies was <laughs> we literally my made first like thing. the same meal. Yeah, so then I was like, all right, so now I'm going to do that as my carbs for my work, for our hike. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we also packed in, like, healthy protein bars. Mine wasn't too much, but it was. The cookie? Yeah, yeah, the cookie. It was just whatever. But, like, I needed the sugars anyway. Um, regardless, not to get caught up on that, but we did that so that we can try to accelerate our mental clarity. Um, along with other things that we did. Um, and we won't talk about those. We uh, we went to Bear Mountain, upstate. Yeah. So it was, which dude, is, it was just an hour and ten minute drive. Yeah. Like it was so, it's like, why have I not done this randomly throughout the year? Right? Like it's it's so, right there. How much was it like maybe three hours of driving total? There and back. Yeah. Like which total. Is more, which is, no, less than I commute every day. Yeah. Like that's unreal. That's, I mean, you commuted to me, which is like your commute to work. I guess that, that counts a little bit. And then you drove all the way up with me there. And uh, just taking that time out to get to drive up there, to wake up on a day that you normally would be like, okay, I have to grind and do what I normally do. We were like looking at people drive to work, like next to us in traffic. Yeah, we were sitting in traffic. And we're, and like, and we're hmm. like, this these people are going to sit in their car in this traffic for an hour, get to a desk job, sit there the whole day, and then sit in the car and drive back home at night and then sit and watch TV and then... Yeah. I don't even know. We were just thinking about it. You but, and I just like, fuck yeah. that. And dude, being next to all them, that. being next to them in the morning, driving up there, like, all right, what are we about to get into? Like, what are we doing? I don't even know where, I, I have no idea where we were going, but I knew Bear Mountain is this place that everybody goes. I see the pictures. I'm like, oh, it looks cool. It looks like a great day hike. And I'm not looking for anything too strenuous. I just want to get away from my phone and be engulfed in nature. And it was perfect time for the foliage, like up here in the Upper East Side. Foliage um, means when the leaves change colors, because yeah. I didn't know that until you started talking that word. Yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, we know. foliage, sure, that sounds about right. Yeah, and it just made everything so much cooler, like the leaves falling and, you know, all that. But we'll get into those details. Yeah. Um, so it took us a little while to find the spot. So we drove up there, because, I, I, again, I didn't know where this was, never been there before. So I was like, all right, Bear Mountain, on ways, like, let's just do that. Where is this? And it took us to some random spot. It took us to the Bear Mountain, but, like... Where do I park? Where do I go? Like yeah, that, we, those questions we were fir- we unanswered. Parked wrong, the first time. We, yeah, par- like, we parked the incorrectly road. the first time and randomly on the road. And there was a little trail, and we like started going up it. And we went pretty high up it. And then we're like, oh, yeah. this is not where we're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Hike back down, get back in the car. Yeah, this is so much. And then driveway. we finally found like the huge parking lot with the resort, and we're like, oh, okay, this is this is it. Yeah, right. Like this, this is this legit. makes sense. And yeah. it says, "Welcome to Bear Mountain." <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> it's like, okay, we're yeah. gonna park here. I guess this is where we meant to go. Um, so then from there, I mean, it was just like, uh, my mind was so, although going into it, like I knew, all right, this is going to be so much benefit to us. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm not going to look at my phone. I like, I knew what I was getting into. I thought I knew what I was getting into. And then just about like an hour in, not even dude, like 20 minutes into our walk. I was like, I do want to talk about the stimulants we took only because, uh, the day, the day after the hike. I got my hair cut and I was talking to my barber and, you know, I mentioned the hike. I show him pictures and he's like, bro, I'll never fucking hike again. And I'm like, why? So he was in Vegas and this is what he did. <laughs> this is exactly why he'll never hike again because he went on this four mile hike right after EDC. So he was shot, mm. hung over, uh, only brought one water bottle and mm. was smoking weed the whole time, the whole hike, smoking, mm. like just, just hit, hit, hit. Yeah. So I like, he told me all this and I'm like, well, dude. First off, you did you did everything wrong. 
like you don't smoke weed when you hike because you're not going to want to hike and he's like yeah dude i just want to stop and then i was like you did it right after like you didn't prep for it you didn't have food you didn't have water he's like i just had one water bottle i was dying and it's like you know i was laughing at him like bro hikes are so fun he's like i guess if you do it right so i was like yeah do it right like everything else i explained to him what we did (laughs) our stimulants yeah I mean, which was, you call them stim? Well, I guess you call them stims. Uh, I just said the word stims. Yeah. I, I don't know what you Say, would. I mean, hey, take the floor, dude. <laughs> Let them know. So, okay. Our drive up, we did get monsters. We both got white monsters. Yeah. So, boom, right there is 250 milligrams of caffeine. No, dude, 160. 160? Mm-hmm. In a monster? Yeah, I, do, I don't drink anything more than 150. Like, I just won't. It's not 250? Or is that Not a bang I'm thinking a, of? A bang is 300. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. 250 <laughs> is someone else. I don't know who you're... Who you've been drinking but monsters are only 160 yeah dude they 160 or 170 i guess it's the taurine and everything yeah. else that's in it yeah because it says per can this has 160 170 whatever the number is uh-huh. um but there's two servings in there but it says per can has this much caffeine okay so like they have this like yeah. extra stack anyways whatever. our first thing we did was drink a monster mm-hmm. we finished it right about when we got there yeah i had half but then we finished by the time one. we got to the actual parking lot mm-hmm Oh, yeah, true. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because we had two parking jobs that I had to do. Then we took uh, a microdose, a little yeah, over Yeah, we did a, a little microdose, microdose of a uh, little neuro-regenerative uh, substance. That little uh, trippy, that trippy uh, yeah. stamp. Yeah, the little stamp that, that brings little stamp smiles on our and tongue. colors. Yeah. But not you, a full. You infer the rest. So a half. Yeah, we did half a dose. Which is completely different than what you guys listening think it is yeah so let's go into detail um yeah so there's three three letters to this the substance um also known as something else that would break things down um. <laughs> that's such a funny way whatever is it still you that got, if you, if you don't understand word? what we're saying then it is what it is man you can't hang but um yeah so we took half a dose of what we normally would well i never would because i never did um, but I normally do microdose, and this was yeah. maybe three times the amount that I would normally take, which is still half the amount that people party with. So I want to bring um, up, yeah, I want to bring up the split between like what a full dose does. Mm-hmm. This is just like kratom or ca- well, not caffeine, but there's a difference between taking a full dose of this and a microdose. And a full yeah. dose is what you think of where they portrayed in the movies where the fucking walls are moving, mm-hmm. colors are dripping out of a unicorn's asshole yeah. above you. Like, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, I see it. It's like, no. Shit cupcakes. We did not do that at all. Yeah. Like, we like were perfectly fine. Back. You don't see anything. We didn't we didn't see, like, colors create and rainbows yeah. shoot out of fucking... Put it this way. We didn't see or feel anything that was no, not there or not. even close to Nothing. it. Nothing. It was perfectly like, fine. Yeah. It, it was, was Frank and Justin just hiking. And, yeah, exactly. But yeah. what the microdose does do is... And I'll let you take the floor because you're more of an expert okay. for this. Yeah. All right. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to uh, intro you, bro. Intro. <laughs> okay. So I'll, with the I'll microdose... Yeah. So what's happening here is there... I'm not going to go into the science just because I'm not 100% certain of the science exactly what's going on. Yeah, we don't claim to know everything. Yeah, we don't. So I'm not going to. But what I will say physiologically, how I felt and like the difference between a micro dose, which is like one seventh of a tab and then a half dose, which is what we took, which is still micro because it's smaller. But um, the micro, the small amount is just like to as if you were to take it's nothing like an Adderall, but in the same direction it's it's kind of like all right i want to increase my focus and increase my my 
connection to whatever I'm doing right now. So like if you were to take an Adderall or something, you would normally be like, oh man, this, this assignment, I want to answer all these questions one through seven. I'm going to go in depth. I'm going to get all my sources and I'm just, and you'll feel like sped up. That's, that's what that's I wanted not to say. What you like, feel. With, I feel like the difference between Adderall and the tab is that Adderall, you feel it. You're like, oh, okay. It has kicked in. Yeah. Dude, we did the whole day and I like, it's all, it goes I behind. No anything was happening unless i really like thought about it mm-hmm. remember i saw that woman crying yeah and i was like oh dude i know i'm feeling it now because i just got so emotional because right. i saw her cry it was like so curious as to what made her yeah. sad how can i help is there a way that we could just sit down and talk and then Maybe also like, when when the wind would blow really hard and all the leaves would fall and we were like in the middle of the mountain and it was just beautiful it would i would just catch myself vision. i would catch myself I'd, I'd think about what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh, dude, you're just smiling at the leaves right now. Like, chill a little. Yeah, like, all but, you had But I all didn't you feel anything, do. but I was just like, wow, look at this. It's that's, so beautiful. That's all you could do, though. Yeah. Because that's, that was the beauty of it. That's the thing that we were trying to wrangle here with taking this was to n- – we go – I mean, look, I'm not going to blame New York and say, like, city life. But, I mean, we have a very fast-paced, constantly engaged – constantly trying to be better and you know we're growth minded so we're always trying to do more grind, and more grind, and more grind, exactly baby. constantly trying to grind and there's nothing wrong with that but the problem is when you try to detach from that you still it lingers it's still you have some residual well, then, it's like also, it's like cleaning something with just water no soap and no sponge you're just like also, ah, when you detach re- from stuff what are you told to do like oh lay down and watch a movie Boom, another screen right in front of you. Like, oh, more yeah. Blue light. Fuck all that. Or like, oh, sit down and just chill on your phone for a little. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you're supposed to de-stress. But it's like, what about go outside and just like go, take a walk? Yeah, and do what see humans do. But guess what? You can't do that here. Exactly. I don't know where you guys live, but for us, for Frank and I, there's yeah. no nature here in Long Island, in New York. Like, yeah, like, we're literally on an island where there is no nature. And if you want, you could argue, yeah, there's trails and parks and designated. But like, that's not. It's so boring. I've been like to a lot of them. Made. And, They're yeah. like human made. And, I know people who put on orange shirts or green shirts and they work for the town and they go into those places and they groom it. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, it's get like, lost in that place when I know that like my my friends are just grooming this and like people I know are just grooming this area yeah, so that I nature. could believe it's, it's like nature. Fake na- Did you ever see that movie? It's a cartoon where they live in a dome and all the trees are plastic no. and everything's plastic and the big company sells air. No. And they live in a dome and they no, sell sounds... air to the co- they sell air to people. No, it sounds like the future though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a, it's a complete like this could be us if you don't fucking open your eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? All these foreshadows. Because they but, say, like, come live with us. There's no trees. All our trees are fake, so you're not going to get sick. Yeah. And everyone oh, goes God. and lives there. And one kid, like, realizes his bullshit and, like, breaks out. Yeah, it's its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, just to ca- uh, talk more about that microdose. Like, the feelings that you get are not phys- – you don't physically feel something. There's no, like, yeah. I identify the trip. It's here now. It arrived. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All yeah. right, time I mean, to I suit up. Say, just like Kratom, like, you don't feel it happening. Like, I ha- feel Kratom more than I do if you take that a microdose. high dose, though. And I, but I know because it's some sort of, like, it does fuck with my dopamine. I, anything that fucks with dopamine, caffeine, I feel way more. Oh, well, caffeine, caffeine I feel, that's, like, way that's more than what everything. I always uh, compare Kratom with. I'm like, caffeine – you feel caffeine you know that shit just hit you you're yeah. like whoa like my hand shaking kratom and the microdose like you you don't really it's like almost belief behind it's you it's almost belief but the kratom i feel like is the most like 
in my belief system. I believe it's really helping me more than I think it may be helping me, but I don't want to even jump into those because then I might just placebo or nocebo out of it. So I don't, I don't want <laughs> to mess it up, you know, but when it comes down to the microdose, it's not, and again, we're not condoning the use of this. I want to disclose that, sure, but I am describing, I know <laughs> I'm describing how <laughs> I feel. And if you want to do it, that's up to you. Um, and I didn't even tell you what it was, bitch. <laughs> but anyway, um, if we were to do the half, like we did this time, which is a little bit more sensitive, I feel, I felt more sensitive, but we also jumped completely out of our normal paradigm. We changed everything that we did for that day. Just the structure of the day was different. We were in I the usu- middle of the woods, dude. Yeah. I usually don't wake up that early, get in the car that early, and drive that early. So that was one change. So that, regardless of what we did, that was just different, right? And then the next thing is being with you in the car for that long. Normally, it's, I'm alone when I'm doing drives like that for work. So now I had, an, I had companionship. I had people to talk to. There was like, there's so much going on before this, so I can't chalk it all up to the substances, right? But then once we got into the trail after it settled in for about an hour, I started to feel like this, the lack of, of future thought. I wasn't looking in the future and I wasn't thinking in the past. I was literally here now and there was no, and I wasn't even aware of that. That no. was the great, I mean, that's kind of what I'm describing is the fact that you're not aware of it because you're not pulling yourself out and looking through retrospect. You're not pulling yourself out looking third person you're kind of you are so engulfed in the moment that everything that happens becomes part of your life that is your life and that was a weird feeling in and of itself like to be there hiking like i've done plenty of hikes i've gone on vacations and never wasn't taking any substances and the whole time i'm thinking i should take a picture of that or oh i should uh i I can't wait to tell people about this or there's always like these little remnants of the outside my world, life like that outside I had, of this that forest I you're in yeah the life that i left or yeah exactly outside of this forest that i'm in outside this oasis i'm in i'm gonna be able to tell the story show people describe it like i was thinking about things i i've been thinking about things every time i go on a hike or a decompression or a vacation or anything like that where i'm doing something really cool i'm thinking how can i present this to people that they'll believe me or like i'm always thinking outside of it so i'm like 80 percent there 20 percent not and like this time it was 100% there and so much so to the point where once we were leaving, once we left and everything kind of wore off and shit, I still felt like I was doing more. Like I wanted to do more just mm-hmm. because I was alive. I was alive, physically alive, but mentally and spiritually alive. I felt like there's more to do here. Let's not just go home and then continue life as we know it. Like, I, I was so caught up in this moment where it was just momentum of feeling satisfied, where I didn't think to change up the plan. Like, we we were going to leave, and I was just, we were sitting in the parking lot just kind of, like, talking and just reminiscing, and I was like, oh, shit, I should leave. Yeah, I like, mean, we wanted we, to beat traffic, too. Yeah. But then guess what? We felt that high. Not high, as in <laughs> yeah, high. But I mean, we felt that kind of upwards of an attitude. Yeah. And what brought us down? Sitting in two hours of traffic yeah, coming home. Exactly. We're just like, oh, exactly. But then fuck. we, but like that, uh, fuck for traffic was nothing like it usually is. It was like, oh man, compared to the day, this sucks. But like, I don't really mind. And then of we course. went to bear burger. We, we got bu- Dude, uh, bison burgers, so inhaled those things. Um, they had a milkshake, which is pretty good. Look pretty good. Um, organic sweet potato milkshake. fucking makes the calories don't count no, when they're dude, organic, dude. Fuck no. No, you haven't seen the documentary? Calories don't count at the movie theaters, and calories don't count when it's organic. True. Yes, yes. And, and during Christmas and Thanksgiving, they don't either. I heard mm, that from possibly. a friend. I don't know. 
Never really. But um, yeah. Anyway, to talk about more about the hike, the uh, if you live in the Northeast, actually, just Bear Mountain. If you live in not Northeast, I'm sorry, because there's better things than that. If you live in Long Island, Bear Mountain in Harriman State Park, or it's not. I think it's Bear Mountain State Park, but it's right near Harriman. People know Harriman more. Um, go for it. Google it. There's one spot you're gonna go to. There's no specific trail. Yeah, and so Frank and I took the hardest trail hardest in air quotes yeah uh it was rated an eight out of ten so we were thinking like okay eight out of ten trail this is gonna kick our ass like we're gonna have fun gonna be fucking climbing it's called welch's trail and it was just like we got to the top and literally look at each other like is this really what they call like an eight out of ten yeah we had one moment where we were climbing rocks but like the smallest incline and the slightest incline. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple times where I was like, if you slipped here, you were fucked. Like, if you slipped here, you were tumbling a good amount. Yeah. Rocks and trees. And there's like... Of course. But an 8 out of 10, But an 8 out of 10, dude, because that's serious. That's a heavy 8 statement. out of 10 should be serious. Yeah. When you when someone asks you, how does your pain... Like, what's your pain yeah. from 1 to 10? You say 8, they're like, oh, shit, you're, you're in pain. Yeah, like, we should attend to this person right now. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that was just But then, I did... Remember, I did tell you, I was like, you have to think of perspective. Like, you and I are pretty fit and healthy. So, like, when they made this rating, they probably had to think of the normal, you know, person. Yeah. The average people. Like, and the people that we saw walking there were, I mean, it was pretty populated for yeah. for a, a wilderness hike. Um, but it was just a lot of family, a lot of, like, you well, know, the trail, 40 the year old trail parents we went with on kids. was not populated. No, no, but we didn't But at the top, where there's, like, a parking lot section, where you could just drive yeah. right up. Dude, that was great. <laughs> Skip <laughs> the whole hike, drive right up to the top. That was awesome. We were climbing through these like these rocks, getting up towards the top. We're like, all right, dude, the peak is here soon. Like, we're, there was literally no. We clearing. saw a peak. Yeah, we're like, oh, there's the peak, and it was like literally hands and hands and feet like crawling up to it because it was that incline. Yeah, and we fucking get over the peak, and what is it? A road and cars driving by, and we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I get up, and I'm like, oh, we're we gonna see the summit. No, it's a Toyota Sienna coming down the block. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, there's still more. Oh, wait, but there's a road here. People could drive. Okay. Oh, I get I get what's going on here. Yeah. So then you cross the street and you go up another 100 feet in elevation, yeah, 200 feet hiking. in elevation, and then there's a parking lot up top. And I was like, okay. Well, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for providing me this place to hike and make me feel like I'm in nature. But, like, once you got to the top, you're like, all right. Um, the view's cool, I guess. The yeah. view's great. But uh, under the influences, I think we were way more in the moment. I feel like if we weren't under any of those influences, it would have been more like, all right, this was cool. But, like, I wish they didn't have a parking well, lot. That say. takes away that's the perspective. That's what they say about uh, that substance, that it, it specifically tunes you into nature. Like, when you take yeah. that, you want to be in nature. That's, like, the spot. Yeah, because I feel like there's no catalyst. There's no thing that's going to change your perspective from what is natural, and that thing helps you think the way that we should naturally. You know, but I think we've been so cultured in the way that we live now that our current software program on our brain is like is just not compatible with nature completely mm-hmm. with what we call nature yeah because right? like you said if we go to nature now we're still thinking about other shit yeah. outside of it we're not in it yeah like what am i gonna i want to send my girlfriend a really cool picture and my family's gonna ask about it so i want to save that picture and then you know uh how am i gonna talk about this with them was this a good day was it a bad day? it's like you almost feel responsible for the social aspect of these things that are actually inherently not social they're self-fulfilling and you realize at the top where people could just drive their cars because because there was one summit where you can't drive your car like you and i were just kind of chilling on that rock remember i was playing with the spider i was like this is a really cool fucking spider 
at, so that summit was just pure nature. Like there wasn't really anything there. Yeah, that was before just the road. Just you and I. But did you realize that once we got to where the parking lot was, where just your average like completely out of shape person can get to this top of the mountain? Yeah, there were people in wheelchairs up there. Yeah, but what Nothing I, I want to say is like everyone was just taking selfies. There. Yes. Everyone was taking selfies. Mm-hmm. You and I pulled our. I pulled my phone out once to snap one picture of like the the summit. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, where there you were know? backpacks and shit, they're there with Starbucks coffee. Yeah, everyone had and their fucking like, and not to mention pumpkin spice, not lattes, n- not <laughs> like one third filled, like three quarters of the way filled. That means they just got that shit. There was ice in there, and they're just walking around with it. I'm like, you drove up here to go see this view, which is cool, and nothing against it. Like, hey, do your thing, but I know it's the way that you're disconnect. gonna portray yourself. And what you're going to portray your day was. And it's like, yeah, the did selfie, you do like, look what we're here. Because our day was not struggle, but it was, we well, I was minimalized. In sweat. We minimalized. You were drenched in sweat I was, as well. Yeah, yeah, sweating. But like, we were minimalized. Like, we didn't have all the luxuries. We didn't have the car to take us up there. You know, we, we were vulnerable to a certain extent. I mean, as, as much as we could be, right? We had our backpacks with water and food, but that's it, right? And then we walked the trails. It's it's grueling in, in some way. I mean, it's not super easy but it, it has its challenge and it's like the payoff is getting up to the top and then having the cycle of hardship struggle and then payoff and then that payoff comes with more hardship struggle on your way down and then the payoff is getting to your car it's like this this self-fulfilling prophecy and it's nice and i think people i mean i know people don't get that every day and what we try to do now we I draw parallels between everything and I look at this and I say, this is exactly what training is. This is exactly why I go to the gym every day because I go to the gym. I don't necessarily want to spend that time at the gym, but I know that if I go there and I put myself through hard work and I put myself outside of comfort that I'm going to be able to zone in in some capacity and then forget the outside world and then do something for myself biologically as well as another byproduct. So I'm getting two wins for my day. And then after that, I get to rest and look forward to rest. I look forward to my meal. I look forward to what I'm going to put in my body instead of saying, oh, I'm starting to get this gurgly hunger feeling in my stomach. I should fulfill that with something. Instead, it's like, I know I have to eat and I know I have to replenish myself. So it's like this another cycle where it's all benefit. You know, like if we drove there and we just drove up to the top, it would have been like, okay, so we drove three hours. We drove a total of three <laughs> hours. We got to the top. We saw a cool view. It was a little cloudy, you know, and uh, I don't know. It, it was nice. A lot of people very crowded too. And, uh, you know, but otherwise it's it a really nice spot though. It was, it was cool. It was a very quick drive up to the top, but we saw a nice thing. Like what kind of fucking You're day so is right, that? Dude, hearing what you say this, day? hearing you say this, I'm just like. Fuck, I can't believe people do that. Like what they and, completely bypass everything that's necessary. Yeah, and it's like, like a, you could do that and have fun. Like if you have a family and you have small kids, you want to show them the peak, you want to see the fall foliage, all the colors of the trees and the view and the landscape, like okay. But they okay, had but that wasn't there. Paths. They weren't there. Yeah. That family example, mm-hmm. that was maybe two percent of the people that were there. Like it was just a bunch of people taking selfies, kids our age taking selfies with Starbucks cups in their hands. I'm like, you guys, you guys, you guys, you know, this isn't in your backyard, right? Like, I know you didn't just like, you didn't just show up here because this is what I do every Thursday. I come here. No, you came here to just take this selfie. You came here just to show it off to your friends. Like that to me is just, it takes away. And I think we have the wrong idea because we're always looking for the result. Everyone's always looking for that result. And that is the result, to be at the peak, to take the picture of the view and the landscapes, because that's the only thing you could share, right? That's the only thing that's going to give you value socially. So we're always caught in that world. And 
even us, even people who are aware, I'm 100 percent aware of the fact that we need struggle and we need to dissociate, uh, you know, dis, uh, disconnect from our <clears throat> phones, disconnect from technology, all that shit. And I still catch myself like, uh, grab your phone, go check, go check your email, go check your Instagram, go check your, your uh, snap, check your whatever, you name it. And just getting into those, into that, uh, getting into a habit of taking myself out of that comfort, that comfort electronic ridden situation that I'm in every single day. But yeah, but it's like deeply so helpful. out, like far out. Yeah. And, and the substances only helped, man. Cause when we came back, then once we got back. We came back to my house and we were just like, all right, let's continue this because it's still early. We killed the day. Yeah, we got back at 7? Like, almost. Six, no, yeah, like 6 45. Yeah. yeah. So we, we came here. We played ping pong. We messed around, did whatever. And we were thinking about doing a podcast up there, like bringing this recorder and well, saying, we did. oh, let's We talk. brought the equipment. Yeah. And the the idea was let's not force ourselves to podcast. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's just bring it. And if we feel at some time, it's it's like, hey, yeah, let's throw it on for 20 minutes. If yeah. we feel like we want to, then do it. But no pressure to do it. And we yeah. actually ended up not doing it. Yeah, and in no way, shape, or form was I in the mood to. Because I felt like it took so well, much thinking. You and thinking. I were just talking the entire yeah. time, bro. Yeah, there was Pure never... a conversation the entire time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like, so I would get into conversations when I, whenever I go on vacations with people, right? Um, depending on the, the company I'm with, it's like we're talking about the fact that we're on vacation. Like the conversation's kind of skewed in that way. So, like for example, we'll be, we'll be on vacation, it. be like, "Oh, this is so much better than being at home. Like, I love it. Oh, it's so much." But you're still at home thinking that, and you're which still is complaining cr- about things you have exactly. to do. Or- yeah, or be like, "Oh, this is so much better than what we have in New York." And those are cool conversations. But if you think about where they originate from, you're thinking from a place of, "I still, I am a New Yorker. I'm at home. I'm this career. I have this." And like, you're not dissociating. So you're still there running the same script in your head, but now you're just in a different setting. I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but it just shows how deeply grooved those things are in our brain that we can't dissociate. And that's why I personally feel like using those substances is something that helps you so much because then you could still refer back to it. So we made the analogy with the alcohol, right? That was the one thing that we did say while we were there. We're like, uh, you, you mentioned something and we were like, no, we were talking about the energy that makes us us the thing that we talked about on the the podcast with the girlfriends episode 22 if you want to refer to that yes, we were yes, talking yes. about where does energy come from that lights me up right so yeah because like, i was saying when i passed out there was a yeah. complete separation of mind and body my yeah. mind was fine and my body was like shut down you're done mm-hmm. and in my head i'm just like okay well i guess i'll just wait like when's it gonna be over yeah so we were talking about that separation like what is that thought like is it just the electricity running through me yeah. You know? Is it the electricity running through my genetic makeup, my physical hardware as a person like me being Frank and you being Justin? Like the same energy is penetrating you and me. But I don't remember the conversation. So we were talking about that as we're walking. We're, we're talking about that as we're walking. And I was like, damn, bro, you're really feeling it, aren't you? And I'm talking about the tab. And you then uh, somehow the conversation got skewed to like see people would call us druggies and people would consider us like losers and i was like look at all the things that we did to get to this place mentally like we took caffeine we took kratom we took uh the stamps and so we were in that world right we were in that mixture that cocktail that whatever and um we were talking about well 
you couldn't do this. I couldn't smoke weed and do this. You couldn't drink alcohol, do meth, or do any of these other things. Yeah, like, imagine uh, drinking, like taking shots before yeah, going like, on a hike. These aren't drugs that we're taking to just amplify our feeling of happiness. We're doing these things to amplify our sensitivity to our surroundings so that we could benefit from the goal here that yeah. we're trying to... The surroundings and ourselves. Yeah. You really just become more like... Open. Open and intellectually aware of things exactly and you you question things as you see it in nature and it's just so my one take the one point was that there's takeaways from these experiences when they are done correctly and with these substances right so i don't forget what happened when we were hiking i don't lose the depth of emotion when i reminisce i don't lose because well, we weren't beauty. drunk and we weren't exactly so high on so think about it right so like when people go out and they go get drunk and they're they're binging alcohol and they're like well this is my way to have fun i enjoy it i'm like you know why you enjoy it day it's like oh how was your night dude i don't even fucking remember bro yeah it's fucking lit exactly and it's like (laughs) like, oh i said that well that's fun i'm like so what did you take with you you took nothing you're not a better person you're actually worse yeah you're you're, you're physiologically worse like you're dehydrated your memory retention is off yeah your your gut just got an atomic bomb and your liver like the next day your body's still fighting to excrete all that alcohol yeah and if you exercise you gain no knowledge you didn't you didn't progress anywhere exactly maybe but but yeah what i was saying is like what we did if you told anyone like oh yeah we did that tab in some kratom the other day like oh my god like remember i was like do do, you like do you need therapy? Yeah. Like, are you are this you okay? Exactly. Are you on drugs? Are you like? Okay, like, yeah, actually. And it's like it's like, bro, chill. I'm fine. I'm actually I'm literally better. perfectly fine. I'm just enjoying this day. It's not like I sit in my room and fucking do tabs of acid. Yeah, like, exactly. Chill. Uh, you know, none of that ever happens. Exactly, and like this was an application. Yeah, this there's certain perfectly... things you could do in the correct dose mm-hmm. for certain times. Exactly. And it's all dependent on how you view it, right? So a lot of people would do the same substance, but then have it in a different cocktail of other substances in a different setting, right? So drinking and taking what we took or doing coke or something, any other like really hard stimulant that's going to make you someone that you're not, right? So like these, these psychedelic drugs, let's call them, they help us tune in to what is already existing, and it just puts the with, magnifying glass. With a low glass. dose. With a low dose. Especially with a low dose. Yeah. A high dose could just flood you with a bunch of things, maybe irrational and rational. Yeah. I mean, you'll don't be don't come in. With a low but dose like the micro dose. I mean, high dose of that. Yeah. So the micro dose stuff, it's like, I'm going to face the demons that I'm hiding, but they're not going to ram me in the face. But it's going to shed light on them if I have that. And if I don't, then it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be a lot more. Uh, manageable and i'm going to be more curious and more sensitive like i feel like that's what it did for me it increased my sensitivity my emotional sensitivity so like with the woman who was crying like i felt that i really did like walking past i was like whoa what's wrong with her what's her problem i I turned to and i was like yo did you see her crying yeah and i felt i like i'm sad yeah i was like damn like she's on top of this beautiful mountain and she's just on the, crying she was on the phone, on the phone crying with someone and, I'm just yeah. like, oh. and then we saw that old guy who was giving people directions uh giving that other couple directions trying to take pictures for them and he was so into what he was talking about and i appreciated him so much remember the old guy well, we were like yeah well, this it was guy the old couple he had and the- i'm just like looking at this super old couple they were pushing maybe 85 yeah barely walk but hand in hand looking at over this cliff and i'm just like that's so beautiful yeah yeah like, the, look at that age. Like, when we get to there, we're going to think back to our 20s and be like, this is, th- that was our prime. You know, like, what is it to be that old? And yeah. But that's what it is when you take these kinds of stimulants. Like, you just, 
you, you analyze everything. Yeah, exactly. You analyze everything. You think about it. You have emotion when you analyze these situations. That's what I mean by sensitivity. Like, yeah. you become so much more receptive to your surroundings instead of being, like, I feel like those confidence drugs, like your alcohols, your your cokes, your meths, your all those. Caffeine. Caffeine. Those are confidence boosters because they're giving you that, like, uh, I got more fuel in the tank. If we took coke, and I've never done coke, but if yeah, we right. took that and went on the hike, we're like, let's fucking go. Let's get to the yeah. top. <laughs> exactly. But how, who's the fastest route? Fuck it. We're going to go off the beaten path. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know how many people do that. So <laughs> I don't know either. But like, know. even for me, I'm, I'm a pothead. I smoke weed every single day, every night. Right. It's just at night. And for me, it's a, I associate it with coming down and being tired. And this hike I was thinking about, I was like, wow, Justin's the only person I ever went on a hike with that wouldn't want to smoke. And like not no. doing that Would was one of the best things I've ever done on a hike because be I, so every time I hike to smoke weed, exactly. But, but at the top, it's always like the, let's smoke the joint at the top of the mountain type of thing. And like, that is cool, but I get tired. I get like deflated so well, we us were, on our way home so i just want to say like us on our way home like driving home i would have been way more like let's just get home and once we get home we'll just we'll split like i would get tired and just deflated yes but i wanted to go like, out to eat dude, yeah exactly and like that taught me a lot like that was probably one of the biggest takeaways of the day for me really? to, yeah because i mean i felt really really calm and cool and like refreshed to come back into my work week and have a better perspective like that all worked like hook line sinker done but realizing that i i proselytize weed a little bit too much for things that it may not be good for and i realized its place in my life yeah. and i delayed smoking up until way past when you left by like 10 30 11 p.m i was like all right i'm gonna smoke now and then i f- slept like a baby and i was chill but like a lot of the times i would always just be like oh, that's an extra thing it's another cool thing to do you know it doesn't I mean, hurt you it's natural a little bit i'm pretty sure and i was saying if we got high now we'd be hiking and be like holy shit my calves hurt so bad because yeah. we were on the incline the entire time you know the 2000 yeah. feet incline it would have been like dude i feel it dude i'm sweating so much my back is soaked i can't right now yeah this is so annoying you know, you, you, you're like you enhance all these feelings and and stresses yeah. you're like oh fuck my dude my quads are so tight i can't do this right now and it would just been a yeah it's it, not like, makes the right stimulant for that yeah it makes you feel comfortable with being lazy mm-hmm. and that's what i noticed its issue is i feel like excuse me the issue of uh potheads is not so much the weed it's the mentality going into it like they are tired they are trying to suppress the feeling of urgency which is what that is like anxiety and urgency are the same thing right so when people smoke to try to cure anxiety or suppress anxiety like that's what they're doing they're suppressing their ambition ultimately if they're chronic they do it every day all day i mean all day every day yeah um for me it's like a night just as a procrastination killer but uh so to wrap up the hike it did exactly what we wanted to do yeah it was perfect just get away get into what you're doing you know just view i mean the most beautiful waterfall we saw we stood in front of the waterfall the leaves were falling the light was coming through the nothing yeah nothing is cooler than that so that light coming through the the dying yellow leaves so we found this patch of like perfectly yellow trees i guess you call them with the leaves being perfectly yellow and the sun that went through the canopy of yellow 
and Everything shed. Was a hue. It was a hue dude, of yellow. Dude, that was. In his, uh, I've never felt that much. I've never. I was like, drugs or not, that is dope. Whatever that was <laughs> is amazing. And then the waterfall was right there mm-hmm. with we it. We climbed so up just, to the waterfall and stood like right in front of it, where the water was kind of yeah. like right in front of us. Because normally I'd be like, let's be traffic, and I've I said it once. You said like, it multiple during, times. No, like the during during that, the walk during yeah. that right there, during the uh, yellow canopy, I was like. You know, I do want to be traffic, but like I said it waiting for you to swat it down and I would have been comfortable with you swatting it down. And then I was, and I was like, fucking perfect, done. That's all I needed to hear. But for me, I was like, maybe I'm holding him up. I don't know. Let me just say it. And like, that was my only thing. And I'm like, I don't want to leave this. This is, this is why I'm here. I'm here for this. I'll sit in another 20 minutes of traffic. If I get to sit in another 20 minutes of this, like it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think everybody needs that in their lives. I think people need to really take initiative because it could get put by the wayside. And I've done that so many times. Like you just kind of said, I yeah, should I did, do that. I did want to talk that. about that because I do that constantly. Like even even knowing that Bear Mountain's an hour and 20 minutes away, if I don't actually plan this for in like two months and say like, let's go, it's just going to be brushed aside, brushed aside, brushed aside, mm-hmm. even though I know the importance of it because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. So like you and I like promised every two months or something, every month we would take just a 24 hour somewhere hike. That's yeah. it. 24 hour, not like a weekend, not even a week or weekend. Yeah, like wake up that morning and wake up that morning, in your bed, go, go to bed in your bed. Come back. We don't have to take off of work cause we'll do it on day off. Yeah. Exactly. And just nice and simple cause so, it's so needed. Yeah. Like on a Sunday when you, me, Caitlin and. Yeah, Jen got the girls. Like, I was totally. telling her that like I want, Dude. we want to get everyone. It'd be so dope, you know. So and fun. like in the winter, the only thing you could really do is like snowboard, ski if you want to do mountain stuff. Otherwise, it gets really cold. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you find you find your way, you know. Go to a museum, like she's like that's dope. Like that's fun. That mm-hmm. is actually a lot of fun. Like going to the city, going to a museum, and then going out to dinner. Like just being away, even though you're in a city and you're in that shit. Like it's the winter. We really can't battle it. We had an awesome day on wednesday like that was such a nice day it was 60 degrees sunny like we got a nice fall day but that we are not going to have many more of those for the next four months no, or so so really. you know definitely got to make got a plan yeah someplace so then for me yeah that Tell day was that. just such a such a up you know positive vibe just loving it but that day in the back of my head i couldn't help but think of caitlin Mm-hmm. I go. We talked about it nonstop for a couple for some time um, because I'm. We've shared on this podcast, right? Her aunt slash mother figure that was going through cancer. We didn't. I think go I feel into like detail. we shared it. I d- maybe it's possible, but well, recap. I think we we mentioned that Caitlin has an aunt who is her mother figure, who was battling cancer, and unfortunately she passed away last week. Yeah, last week and. How do I, I don't even, so, cause people, cause I want to, I want to, I want to point out, like I went on this hike, right? Without her and just like, like left there was her. a giant contrast, but it in... wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, I just left Caitlin. Like I'm not by her side. She was with her family and I'm not like fucking married to Caitlin. You know, I haven't been with the family for 10 plus years. I'm the boyfriend of like nine, 10 months, you know, that's all it's been. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Yeah weird we'll talk about that later Go yeah so, so so the point is that like wow. i was with her i was with the family for a little bit but i can't i'm not just gonna stick around like it, time and place you know yeah if we were married and had kids together fuck yeah i'd be there none i wouldn't leave her side of mm-hmm. course so i went on this hike and i'm feeling good and i'm loving it and beautiful day 
and then there was this contrast behind me of like death and like just pure sadness like to the heart i mean i know how it feels i've had family members die yeah and it's just like i want to reach out and help you but i just can't. like there's nothing when someone dies like that there's nothing you could say man yeah a nothing lot you could say yeah. that helps no even even i mean you know a lot of times being say, there a lot of the times being there is almost worse because you yourself if you don't know how to deal like no one really knows the answer, right? No one knows how There's to no, say, bro, hey, look, say anything. Everyone's... Oh, with time, you'll be better. Yeah. Oh, with this. It's like, sure. But when it happens to you, like, because I've, like I said, like, I've had it happen to me. I don't give a fuck who's telling me what. It does not matter. Yeah, There's like... an emptiness inside mm-hmm. and it fucking hurts. And like, so actually, I actually fucked up uh, talking to Caitlin the night we got back from the hike. I was on my phone on Bluetooth, mm-hmm. like driving home. Just ask. It was like 9.30 p.m. or 10 whenever I left. Yeah. And I was on the phone and I was still, you know, I still had the tab going through yeah. me a little bit. So I just felt really emotional. And I was like, I'm like, babe, I feel uh, like distance between us. And I said that. But I didn't mean it that way, right? She's like, what? what do you mean? And I'm like, no, no, no. What I mean is that, like, I love you and you're so upset and I can't help you. Like, I can't be by your side. Gotcha. You know, like, I can't sleep over tonight or you can't. I don't have a house myself where you could come and we could be together. But, like, I was just saying it wrong. Like, I just felt so emotionally, like, disconnected because I had such this great day. And I know she's just home with the family. It's devastated. Yeah. So I'm like, there's such a disconnect. And I said that. And she, and then, you know, I explained myself as much as I could. And I was like, no, there's a disconnect yeah. because, like, I, I... It's like me just saying, oh... Yeah, I love you. I'm so sorry for you, but I'm just going to text you that. Like, I can't be with you. You know, it's just like yeah. this fucking... That's What the fuck is that, Justin? But, like, I have no choice. I couldn't... I'm not just going to hang with her family. It, but did like, she have any... How did she no, feel so then, about it? No, so like, then when we hung up, she, like, sent me this text. She's like, I'm sorry if I didn't have time to, like, be with you. Oh, and, she felt like it was her fault. Yeah, so then, oh, dude, fuck. my text... That's why I fucked up. Oh, so then my text like, after that, I was like... Worse, but... But then she understood because my text, right, my response to that was like, no, 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 no. If you're saying you're sorry, then you didn't, then I did a bad job of explaining myself. And she was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I was like, if you just texted me, you're sorry, I did a bad job of explaining myself. Like, my bad. Yeah, like this whole thing. But then, so then she got it. But there was, like, that was it. But I'm just saying, and then, you know, the next day when we came back was the wake. Today, I just got back from the funeral and, oh, bro, it's so hard. It's it's hard for you. Hard for me, and yeah, it's not even my family. Course. But that's what's hard, uh, because you're feeling unnatural. You feel you have a natural understanding of what it is, but you aren't naturally feeling it. You aren't actually feeling or embodying what they are feeling. The family and yes. Caitlin. So you seeing that and feeling that distance, that contrast, that is the hard part because you're disconnected and you don't want to be in- disingenuous. And you don't want to feel like, oh, I have to make up the fact that I'm sad because I am sad. I'm sad for her, my girlfriend. I'm empathizing with her. But at the same time, I'm not feeling this grief. So we're not in the same boat right now. And I don't think I mean, I'm a good. No, I was feeling the grief, but it's just not the same the as same grief your as family. That's no, what I'm saying. Of course, it's not the same level. That's what I mean by the grief. I mean, okay, the level. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, like didn't want to both... say I'm not feeling grief. No, we're I'm not, not just like, yeah. all right, come on. <laughs> When's this going to be done? Yeah, like, no, we're, but we're absolutely not. not. Yeah, like you're not sitting in the same that emotions in the same level no. of emotion. You're just not. 
you know, and it's hard to try to be hard to try to be a good sport when you're around that because you're like, all right, well, I'm not extremely. There was dude, there was really not much to say. Like it's just you know, just there wasn't there wasn't words. The past two days there wasn't a lot of dialect, like going back and forth with yeah. the whole family, even like her and the family. It's just at the wake, like it's just you sit there and you just tear up and cry and bro, uh, the hardest thing, the hardest thing was she i don't know how old she was 45 50 mm-hmm. young yeah maybe in her late 40s pro- actually late 40s her son dude 21 years old Ugh. walked in and she's laying there and just he by himself at the front of the casket i'm going to cry right now yeah just looking at him hold this casket and like i just envision my mom in there you know yeah, dude. like he's 21 he's that's me yeah and to look at your mom and it's, it's like yeah, bro, it hit me so hard. I can only imagine. So bro. hard. I'm fucking tearing up. I'm crying up right now, bro. I can't <laughs> Damn. Speak. Oh, so young. So, but first. the whole thing is like the contrast of that's just life, bro. Like that one day where you and I hiked was just pure love and emotion and just in tune, and the next was just death. And it's we humans have been dealing. With, that's it. That's life, bro. Think, life and death. It's just fuck. I, and I get that. But do you think that that may possibly? for you right now have a very very powerful effect on how you view the world moving forward of course because it's nothing but humbleness yeah because hearing about it is just enough for me because it's it's so close to me through obviously you and caitlin and seeing how she (coughs) how this woman was represented in caitlin's life like it's a mother figure Mm -hmm. and then talking about this 21 year old it's a mother figure and like just thinking about my own mother and like thinking about like wow these things they could come and go and like we take advantage of them and we go on these spiritual hikes to try to embody as much of that life that we we see the grief right so we're like why are we so sad that these people are dead we're sad because they can't experience what we experienced that day and i feel like just having those two next to each other very close is a nice way to really marry that concept like hey look there's beauty in life. Don't get caught up in the bullshit because this is the, the beauty, the thing that we saw on Wednesday, the hike, that type of shit, that type of experience is why we get so sad when somebody dies because we know that they're not going to witness that or embody that feeling and they're going to miss out on those, right? And most of our life isn't that right now. And this is where lifestyle change is so fucking important for people to wake up in the morning and know what you're grateful for like my mother upstairs my father my niece is upstairs like it's so hard to can you imagine like losing that or also yourself being lost and then them losing you on the same level i mean it's you can't be sad about it because it is a daunting concept but at the same time it's the most beautiful thing in the world to know that you have everything that you need and we get caught up in our stupid petty stresses. It's and tough to be that appreciative. It, it is. It's so hard because I mean, just like everything else, it's like so tough. too much of something, you start to get desensitized to it, right? And like, I know, I know, with a lot of families, it's like it takes that death yeah. for the family to realize, oh my god, I love everyone. Like I love you guys. Yeah. I know that's that's what happened with my family, when my cousin was was killed. It was like our, our families were split completely mm-hmm. split because of some petty uncle shit business stuff and money and this and that yeah. our complete family were spit split and when that cousin was killed it's like fuck yeah like, i'm that sorry that goes out the window it, dude it was just like gone 
gone. Yeah. And it's just such a contrast. It, it was, it, and this is what I've been. Do you I feel say, guilty? I say this is what I've been going through these past three days. Like, I'm actually. Yeah. Fucking Caitlin's the one who's. But do you feel guilty, at all? Like, is that what you feel for, for experiencing going? such? No. On the in trip? general, like, is part of your emotional like. I guess just outlook on this past week, let's say. Um, do you feel guilty for having so much good in your life? No. Uh, no. Honestly, no. I wouldn't say I feel guilty for having fun. Because it's like people get survivor's guilt. Not for yeah, this specific no. death, but Cause, like, for I went Caitlin to the, and the fact that you I went to like, you, like, the gym flourished. this morning at like 6.30 a.m. and, you know, had fun. Mm-hmm. But just because I'm having the fun, like, I'm not... It's still in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't say guilty. If anything, if anything, as with everyone that experienced death, you just, I'm, I think to myself now, it's like, I feel guilty for not in the past 10 months, like making plans with the woman who passed away and Caitlin, mm-hmm. knowing that she had cancer to be like, yo, let's the three of us mm-hmm. go to the beach today just simple but let's do something and i orchestrate it because like just because i'm the one who's like pushy yeah you know like let me just push this i know she has cancer so let's caitlin let's fucking you know do she'd this. probably let's make a go. memory yeah caitlin hmm. sure if i had to think of guilt that would be like the thing and that's but that's normal yeah that's i mean normal. you're reaching for for potential guilt that's, that's what i'm saying like yeah. that's that's just the normal thought process like oh i should have spent more time even with mm-hmm. my cousin like oh i should have yeah, no, but you can't because then if you live life like that, then every person you meet, you're gonna try to extract as much as you possibly can, and then yeah. you're gonna forget about yourself. It's just it. not normal. Uh, yeah, everyone has you know their day-to-day That's why process. Our, yeah, and our outlooks on business. death. I mean, it's just we almost. I feel like we don't come to grips with our sat our men. At least for me, I'm speaking from a man's perspective. I know women are a little bit more emotionally inclined, but I notice like for me. A while back, I mean, I've I've started expressing myself emotionally way more than I ever have, and like, I'll watch fucking Undercover Boss, dude, and I'd be like, I'm gonna cry. This person's life just changed, like, and I will, <laughs> right? Like, I'll see that shit, man. I've teared up from that. Plenty, like, because they lot. start crying on camera, so yeah. you're just like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, damn it, this is beautiful, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like, we suppress that feeling, and it really takes death for us to to get there. Instead of it being like, oh wow, near miss. Or, like, near-death experience or not even close to near-death. Not even that. Just, like, oh, things are not going well for this person. Let's try to boost them up. And then really try to boost them up with, like, experience together. Like, let's go and do something. Oh, you're in a bad mood today? Like, if it's your mom, your dad, your sister, whoever, right? Like, instead of just saying, oh, oh, you're good? You're good? Okay, see ya. Things are good. Instead of that, say, okay, let's make a memory here. You know, like, we don't think to do that. We get so caught up. And, like, I feel like as a man, like, a lot of the times, we're not connected to that emotional place. Like, me and my father, we don't have, like, the most emotional connection. I I don't know what that even is, right? So I was never taught that. So for me, it's like we're trying to find the boundaries of, like, where we feel we could be super emotional and where we feel like we could reach out and say, oh, one day this person is going to be gone or one day this person is going to be incapable of doing something. I need to be sensitive and feel like... Instead of grieving their death, I rather enjoy their presence. And I'm gonna not artificially, but I'm gonna purposely try to grab this person and make an experience. Like, then yeah. you feel weird doing that. Cause you're like, what am I? What are you doing? 
Like, why, why are we doing this? Just, just in case they die? That's it? Like, for me, I don't hang out with my cousins. Like, my cousin Anthony. I love that kid to death, right? The kid who goes to Outlift. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know where to how to hang out with him and how to make it right. Like, I don't know what day I should go hit him up and be like, all right, yo, let's chill. You know, it's like, I'm always thinking Jen, I'm thinking work, I'm thinking you with the podcasting. I'm just, my world is in, you know, momentum. But yeah. when you think of it and you just go, God forbid, you yeah, know, well, if something did happen, then, wood, you'd, then you'd be like, oh, I'd be like, I holy should've. shit, that was my best friend. Like I would start saying shit like that and like start connecting to that emotion that I haven't expressed in so long, like the love for those people. And like, you just feel sorry and that's where the grief comes in because you're like this person died and i didn't do anything about it and it's like you're gonna feel that way about every person who dies every person who dies that you don't spend all the time in the world with and then when the person who you spend most of the time in the world with is to die god forbid like that is just sad because that was the person you spent most of your time with so it's like you're you can't you'll never win when the person dies you'll never have like the well at least i did that and i'm I'm happy. You'll always feel guilt. We'll always feel sadness because it's like, I lost my best friend. I lost the, the, the person the closest to me. So there goes that. And that's obviously sad as fu- that's the worst one. And then there's the, I lost somebody that I haven't made memories with. And I feel guilty for not making those memories. And it's like, well, when, when are you safe? When are you out of the, but by safe, I mean, when do you not feel guilt? That's kind of why I asked you if you felt guilty because it's like we don't express those emotions on a regular basis. And I feel like it it, it haunts us when someone dies or something ends forever. But like we never – you can never get a leg up on that. So like grieving death is so much harder than it's – I mean it's so much – so much more complicated than it seems because it's like you can't go one way or the other. The closer they were to you, the harder it is. But then the further away from you it is, it's like if you really don't care, then you don't care. It's whatever. But if like with my grandparents or my cousin or people that I do know I love, like I do love them, but I don't really show it day to day because I'm so caught up in like trying to be a better me and you get caught up in trying to be a better you. It's like, how do you not feel that guilt? It's almost impossible. Or to feel like that really, really negative feeling when they're they're gone. Obviously, everyone's going to feel negative, but you can't live the optimal life and appreciate everything. You just, you can't because your perspective has to shift at some point. And losing people is where your perspective comes in. And it's like, well, I didn't have this perspective while you were alive. And there's no way of like shifting that and creating that perspective before you die. Because I need that catalyst to make it happen. Yeah. I mean... When you're you're going through shit like this, it's just so important to know that as much as it hurts and it's like why, the stuff like that is what makes you stronger. Because I promise you, no matter what it is you're going through, it always ends. Always. No matter what it is. When your parents die, like, guess what? The pain, it'll go away. 100%. 100%. I don't care how long, it'll go away. And going through some, shit like that. For some. I f- just there are people who just like that comfort of like, I'm sad and I should feel like the guilt of not feeling sad. I feel like that's a real thing. I remember when my, I had to put my dog down, two of my dogs, and I felt guilty for being like, all right, got to move on. Like I just yeah. felt no, I see guilty. What you're saying. It's true. I, you I see what you're saying. So like. It's literally saying a hundred percent, like specifically that I'm like, it will okay, never not hundred percent. I know. I'm, I'm not nitpicking, but like I am. No, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. But the thing is 
situations that are tough like that, that is what makes you stronger as a person. Hands down. I mean, you become who you are because of what you go through. So once you go through something like this, it's like, okay, you now have the building blocks for that situation. Mm-hmm. And you, you... Like you went through training. It's almost like, I don't know how to bench press. Yeah. I'm going to put the went, bar up, through feel it, and I'm training. And that, that's, that's the same... That's the same as anything you go through. Anything that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Now I just went through training. And it'll this initial pain will stop. And now I have what I needed for, you know, yeah. the future. Exactly. It's like you built the antibodies. There's just always a positive, too, for everything. But that's the only There's way always I think you get tunnel. through it, right? Like, that's the way. And I told way. her. You know what I told Caitlin, too? Um, we watched this YouTube video where they were interviewing people who are over 100 years old, asking them if they had regrets, mm. right? So these, actually, I don't even think it was it's there. It was 100. It was in a nursing home, wasn't it? Over 85 or something? No, it was all over the world. It was different people. Oh, it was like centenarians? Yeah, it was different people, like yeah. That Very well done video. It was like a documentary. It was like 10 minutes long on YouTube. Um, I don't I don't even think if they were asking about regrets. They were just talking to these people. Mm-hmm. How do you live long? Blah, blah, blah. What's regrets? Any... Um, one lady, 106 or something like that, she had, her brain was there fully, she could talk, everything beautiful, stories. Her twin daughters died when they were like, I don't know, 15 years old, 20. So you're talking 19, Yeah. I don't even know, 1920s, you know, 1930s. And she, she was explaining that. They have been gone so long, and there's not one day that goes by that she doesn't think of her her kids, her twin daughters. But she, even though people pass away, their spirit is alive through you because you know who they are. You know how they speak, how they talk, what they've left behind. So she says, she's like, every day I think of them, and there's no pain, but they live through me because I know them. And, uh, and when you watch this video, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up, but it's just, like, so touching. You're like, oh, look at this little 106-year-old, like, thinking back of her kids who passed away at so young. You know, it's just... Yeah. But it's true. It's true what she's saying. The people who pass away, the ones who know that person, you... You... They live on through you because you know them. Yeah. They live on through you forever yeah. until you pass away. And I was explaining that to Caitlin because we watched this together. I was like, remember that old lady, what she was saying? And then and then also it's like, you can use someone's death as motivation. You can squeeze out that little fucking ounce of positivity in it. Like when that lemon has no juice in it, but you squeeze it hard enough and one, Turn that drop, shit inside out, one fucking drop falls out. You can take a death and use it to motivate you. I mean, I did with my cousin. I was like, you know what? In situation, I'm like, he's watching me. So I'm doing the right thing right now. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to work harder on this because he's watching or he like for him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Always always a fucking light at the no matter what you're going through, you can squeeze out some positive aspect. Yeah, always. and I feel like that no matter how hard that's why people um sorry to cut you off. Um that's why people say like, "Oh, well, no, they're with me. Their spirits with me." It's like I personally, I have the the my skepticism, my scientific skepticism, but that's n- 
actually in a different through a different mechanism i feel like people live on through you like you know that part like the way you yeah i'm not saying like his ghost i'm not saying you're like i'm looking right at him but people believe that literally though people believe that that person goes right into your brain now like they suck the spirit into you yeah and now you embody them like you took the fucking onus but like if you know that person in and out right you they've affected you in some way and a lot of your character traits and your values and memories are directly uh associated with that person right so with their spirit with their energy (coughs) and you embody that energy because you are partly that person through experience and then as you move forward you think of their perspective and then that perspective gets applied to the way that you do things it kind of tints and taints for good absolutely what you do and i think that's beautiful i think that's what we should believe you know but i I believe whatever you want to believe but like to really take that energy and to drive forward with it i mean it's such a big motivator i don't even jen just being my girlfriend alone right has been such a powerful influence on my dedication to what I do. I feel like I now have to be more accountable than I've ever been. And then I also take her perspective and what she loves. I think that and I apply it to me. I'm like, but I want to give this girl to. so much. Yeah. I, like, want, I want to be able to do everything she wants to do. Like yeah. her dreams. Yeah. Because I feel more and sorry like, for can, her. Unfulfilled. I can with this. Yeah. I, I feel can. exactly. And I feel like if I don't fulfill my dreams, I can't help her with hers and hers are more important than mine. And I've only been dating her a month, (laughs) you know, like it's crazy to think that somebody can affect you that much because they are your day to day. They are your, they are your, their energy and your energy merge. Mm -hmm. And even when they're not with you. Yeah. It's unreal. It's a weird feeling, you know, like it's, it's a good weird, you know, it's something that you don't think about every day, but it does completely subjectify your thoughts and puts you in a, a different world but it's a better world it's a more solidified approach to what you're doing like if i was alone and i had nobody i'd be like all right i can take the day off today who's the fuck i'm the only one suffering and i'm totally cool with that you know but now i think of taking a day off and i'm like that doesn't even exist that doesn't exist for me because i'd be letting her down and our future together and like what i want and like it's just a crazy it's crazy how much influence somebody can have energetically Mm -hmm. through you um yeah, so before we wrap that up, I do want to say uh, or repeat this. It's not even a quote. I just thought I just wrote it out on my Insta story yesterday, last night. Um, I wrote out. It said. Uh, it said, no matter, no matter when you die, if it's forty, or ninety years old, life is always too short, always. So to take to live a life where you're not fucking passionate or loving what you do is a waste. You literally have one life, one life and one job, one life, one One job. job. And it's like, no matter what, 40 years old, if you're gone, 90 years old, it's too short. Yeah. You always think, I mean, I do, you hear stories of people on your deathbed. They're like, it's too short. Like I wasn't here long enough. And they're like 80 years old. And their number one regret is I worked. Didn't do enough. Yeah. I I didn't do enough with my life. Yeah. I didn't, speak with my family i didn't hang out with my family or the people i love as much as i would have liked to i was so caught up in my own pursuits that i didn't express myself to my family the way i wanted yeah. to so it's one life live with passion and guys yeah guys seriously man like this this is a different pace for the young minds podcast but god damn it man yeah justin's I mean, in a just, black suit i'm in a yeah i'm in my suit just left the cemetery um, and the yeah, cemetery we were uh, at is where my cousin is so i got to stop by there which is pretty nice yeah, nice little uh, spiritual yeah. boost. But uh, guys, it's humbling. It's humbling. It's needed sometimes. Just yeah, like guys, the, just like the hike. And to wrap it up, like 
just if you can disconnect from your day-to-day whether you love your day-to-day like justin and i love our day-to-day i mean for the most part i definitely come out with a net win every day and i'm happy with what i do but to change the pace is so important and to do something for you completely for you all enjoyment all good and like organic real not uh chemically induced like and i i have to decipher because we were chemically induced but obviously like those really high uppers like going out with your friends to vegas for a weekend that's not what i'm talking about going to miami for yeah, the weekend not getting a de-stressor not <laughs> to vegas and partying is not this, a de-stressor yeah. no matter how much you think it might yeah. be like one day just dissociate from everything detox not legitimate detox but detox yourself from your day-to-day pull yourself out take the day off from work do it on a day that you would normally work like find that time take advantage of it and do the things that you would want to normally do if nobody was here saying hey you have to make money hey you have to feed this kid hey you have to you know take out the garbage you have all these responsibilities just get a day where you set all of those things aside and you have time for yourself and you're able to just capitalize on what you've built in your life who you are your spiritual side your intellectual side whatever it is go and take 24 hours and do what you want to do and stay away from outside influence that would normally pull you away you know yeah that's my that's it that's my little anecdote and always squeeze that one drop of fucking positivity out of everything hell yeah guarantee if you dig deep enough there it is everywhere yeah everywhere all right guys we appreciate your ears thanks for listening if you haven't already drop down hit us with that five star and a little comment that'd be great thank you guys so much (laughs) bye later i'm not fucking leaving